Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Keith Adams. Hey, Keith, how are you? I'm doing well, Ben. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, Keith is the president of Alma Lasers. Alma Lasers has been at the forefront of multi-technology systems, really kind of, I'd say, focused on um, building laser-based solutions, light-based radiofrequency solutions for the aesthetic and surgical markets. And we'll get more into what Alma is focused on these days. But before we get there, um, Keith, tell me a little bit about yourself and your career. Uh, sure, Ben. Uh, so I was born and raised in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Grew up, uh, grew up yeah, in the, the rough and tumble inner city of the north side of Chicago. Which, uh, which, which suburb are you from? So no, I grew up uh, in Edgewater. Which oh, is, Edgewater. Uh, okay. A couple miles north of Wrigley on the lake. Nice. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm one of the few people that says when they're from Chicago, I actually grew up in the city. Yes, I'm uh, from Evanston. So, okay. Oh, you're right uh, there, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm an E-Town kid. but That's uh, a lot of time playing sports in Rogers Park, which is about halfway in between. Absolutely, absolutely. That's great. Uh, so yeah, so I grew up, in, uh, grew up in Chicago and from a sort of uh, blue-collar, lower blue-collar family. And you know, I'm one of those uh, people that feels very strongly that sort of shaped by your experiences, you know, I won't go into them as we only have a short time today. I won't go into all the, um, the happenings of my childhood, but nonetheless, um, you know, I feel like uh, a lot of what I sort of persevered early on in life has kind of led me to uh, where I'm at today and let me uh, sort of given me the trip on my shoulder that's allowed me to tackle the challenges to get to where I'm at today. Um, and, and by no shape or form am I um, a complete, uh, is this thing over? I'm still only 42 years old and yeah. have a lot of uh, energy and, and spirit left. But I, um, you know, as, uh, you know, I was supposed to go through sort of the, you know, my career, my experiences, but really, I think one of the, one of the more, more compelling pieces are the, the jobs that aren't on the, on the resume, right? Mm -hmm. Which, those jobs that you have from the time you're 14 to maybe 20, 21. And I, I get a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, good ribbing from, from friends and that go back and, and family that talk about the 20 to 25 jobs that I've held, um, you know, <laughs> always trying new things, you know, delivering newspapers. I started telemarketing when I was 15 years old after wow. practice and, um, you know, even I was the master of the jobs that you didn't have to have any qualifications for, you know, and including door-to-door -door sales for vacuums. So yeah. yeah, I really had a, um, a sales focus my, my whole life, mostly because I wasn't very good at, at, uh, at school. So, mm -hmm. you know, I was always more of a outgoing extroverted, uh, sales type person and use the tools of my words rather than, uh, you know, kind of going to school focused on being a lawyer or a CPA or a doctor. That was just 
never, uh, never in the cards. So Larry, well, so- whatever you're doing seems to be working because now you find yourself as the president here at Alma. And I mean, the company seems to be doing some really, really exciting stuff. And so I'd love to hear about how the business has evolved and your plans for it going forward. Absolutely. Um, you know, I joined Alma about a little over three years ago. Uh, started in this industry about 11 years ago as a, as a sales rep and held a handful of regional type and uh, management roles, mostly on the sales side of things. And uh, about three, a little over three years ago, as I mentioned, I took on the role of vice president in marketing, um, of marketing and sales for, mm-hmm. for Alma and really focused on leading a turnaround of their commercial activities. And Alma's always been really well known. I mean, we have we operate in a very small um, niche part of the medical device industry, mm-hmm. and so so most people have never never heard of us or, or our competition for that matter. Uh, but we've always had a strong name within the uh, within the industry as far as uh, devices go: sound engineering, quality products, durable, sustainable. Uh, but what we didn't have is a real, um, you know, kind of acceptance from the market from a, from a branding standpoint, from a marketing standpoint. We didn't have, um, you know, that, that name that resonated with private practice physicians who we typically, you know, are focused on. That's who buys our equipment, mm-hmm. offer aesthetic-based services, whether it be for hair removal or skin rejuvenation, non-invasive body contouring, fat transfer, things of, things of that nature. So the, the goal was to take the, uh, the great technology and build a, a strong uh, commercial team, mm-hmm. our name out there. And, and over the last three years, we've almost quadrupled our, our revenue. Wow. Um, and, and we've been able to maintain a solid, you know, we have a great R&D team, great engineering team and production, which has always been the case. But I think more than anything, we've been able to put together a cohesive uh, plan and culture uh, to attract top talent, retain that talent um, and, 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 and get the team uh, with some momentum. And you know how it goes once, once things start moving in the right direction, uh, people want to be a part of that, and, and that's both as an employee or a team member, as well as uh, you know your your customers hear about it and they they get caught up in the excitement of what you're doing and want to be a part of it. Yeah, and I mean, I think during you know the last couple of years to have that level of growth is really spectacular. I mean, when you look at all the things that Alma is working on right now, what are you what are you really excited about uh, that you guys are working on? As I mentioned previously. When I made the move over to Alma, Alma didn't necessarily have the best um, reputation mm. um, in the industry. As far as it relates to technology, it was solid, but pretty much their commercial activities were sort of a bit anemic here in North America. Mm. And you know, the reason why I had uh, made the commitment and the decision to come over from, from where I was, which was a competitor within the industry, was because I was really compelled by the direction of where Alma and the executive leadership, the CEO wanted to take the company. Most of the companies within our space, they make lasers, they make radio frequency technology, they make light-based equipment. And that's sort of where it begins and ends um, for the majority of our competition. 
we are taking a, a little bit of a different approach, which is what excited me, was the opportunity to um, stop focusing on being a hammer to every nail that's out there mm-hmm. and, and really looking at the patient um, mm-hmm. and being a more sort of patient-centric type of organization because we all know and aesthetics, I shouldn't say all, I don't want to paint with a wide brush, but <laughs> aesthetics is definitely growing. And it's mm-hmm. uh, if you look at it today versus where it was even three to five years ago, it's been growing, um, you know, substantially, and it's more mainstream. If you turn on your, you know, TV, there's there's all sorts of um, commercials about, you know, Botox or injectable face fillers, laser treatments, cool sculpting. Yeah. Um, so what we wanted to do is really focus on what are all the different types of services um, that a patient. Um, is looking for rather than just a device mm-hmm. uh, that could be skincare or injectables. It could be a number of different types of applications. And so that's where we're, we're what I'm most excited about um, and sorry to be long-winded is, is that we've kind of made the decision as an organization to have the medical device portion of the business just be one solution. And we're growing out in an ecosystem with the patient sort of in the middle. And we're going to grow into these other areas rather than just trying to make the newest, latest and greatest gadget um, every year. It's a game that's hard to to repeat year over year um, when your focus is on selling a new device, a new contraption to a private practice physician where now we're yeah, I mean, that's an incredible shift that you're making, really. I mean, it, it, it's very much of like a, a shift from a product focus to a consumer focus or right an end focus. So that's an amazing model. And I'm imagining that uh, that's going to be, be one where you're going to have to really kind of rethink a whole bunch of different things. But, you know, when you look out at all the challenges that Alma has right now, I mean, you guys are growing, which is excellent. What are the big challenges that you're facing in your business right now? Well, I would say one of the, one of the challenges that um, is sort of on my mind every day is, is you look at the success that we've had over the last three years. And mm-hmm. I would, as much as I, I absolutely can't stand this word, but um, I can't come up with a better term. So maybe if you have one, you can share <laughs> with me. Um, we've been successful in creating a very dynamic culture and we've mm. been, we've, um, we've stuck to it. We've been very disciplined with the type of people um, that we bring in, the expectations that we set. Um, and, and it's never easy to build a culture um, for anybody that's, that's done it or, or, or yeah. tried but it's much easier to do when things are small and contained. <laughs> right? When you go through explosive growth and um, we're going to more than double our business from last year, uh, which is you know a year where we grew over 30% from the previous year, the, um, you, know, you need that infrastructure. That's great to have that level of sales and revenue growth, but you need a team um, internally to support that growth, yeah. so make sure that you're giving the, the the proper customer experience. So 
Um, you know, really it's about maintaining what we've built as far as culture goes um, as we go through this crazy. Yeah. Day. And I can see that the cultural element really will play a key role in this whole approach shift as well. Uh, because I mean, when you're build, when you're trying to sell almost like a broader portfolio or a complete solution, that's about relationships, right? That's the, you know, that's about having deep relationships with your customers, right? So that will also come back right back to that culture piece, right? So well, yeah, absolutely. It's the name of the game is has always and always will be in our in, in the business is is recruiting and recruiting mm-hmm. top talent, but more so than that. Um, we believe in, in retention, um, retaining our top people. That's uh, much, it should be much easier to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's less of a risk. It's less of a gamble. But as you say, as you go into a more of a relationship type of uh, sale and, uh, you know, you, you want a familiar face, you want to give people, your best people, a reason to be a part of what you're doing, to, to stick around and to feel like they have some ownership within the organization in the process. So Keith, you're doing amazing stuff and I can imagine all of this is exciting you these days, but uh, you know, I hear you talk a lot about culture. I'm just curious, what brings you the most joy from what you're working on? I'm not going to steer too clear from culture here. I mean, it's <laughs> like, maybe it's a lack of, uh, you know, practical uh, education, but I, I lean on, um, and I didn't come up with this, you being a Chicago guy from Evanston, mm-hmm. you're probably a, probably a Chicago Cubs fan, or at least I hope you are. I am, uh, I am. Okay. I was I was thinking that, you know, growing up in Edgewater, if you were a Sox fan, that would have been That's a rough. bold move. <laughs> that is not, that was not allowed in my family. Um, that was, you know, I bleed blue. So uh, royal blue, that is. So we, um, where was I going with that? So we have a, um, a slogan or a slogan that, that, that John Madden used or Joe Madden used for the Cubs um, during the 2016 uh, World Series run, which really just resonated with me. Yeah. Um, and it was do simple better. Um, and it seems it's easy to just sort of kind of let it go in one ear and out the other, but it's actually pretty profound when you, when you think about it, it's so much of success is uh, in the simple, in the simple things and doing the simple things better and more effectively and more consistently um, than your competition. And that's sort of where, uh, when you talk about joy is I, I enjoy tackling um, very difficult and sophisticated problems um, in the simplest way possible. And it's typically through people, right? It's working, it's working with people. We've got a number of challenges today uh, with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and whether it's the supply chain or it's, it's the labor shortage or, um, you know, there's just the, the extremism of people panicking, but I think that's temporary. At least I hope it's yeah. temporary. I think the real, the real hope for the future and the real challenge, going back to a question you had asked me earlier, lies within doing something sustainable. And, and people are sustainable. Relationships yeah. are sustainable. Yeah, no, I can see that. And I, I can I really like the way you're building the business. And you know, I, I agree. I, I hope that the pandemic is 
hopefully going to be in our rearview mirror at some point soon. Although, you know, based on the news in the last couple of weeks or days, uh, you know, you never know. But, uh, you know, when you're looking forward, what are your hopes for Alma and, and your plans for the next couple of years? Sure. Uh, you know, the plans are to continue to, to build out um, this, this aesthetic ecosystem that I had mentioned earlier to really advance beyond um, the, the, the paradigm of what we've been the last 20 plus years in this industry, which is a, you know, a, a, a good one, but a, a widget maker and really focusing on that patient and really focusing on providing a great customer experience, a great patient experience, um, and, and doing that at the same time, uh, not to, to, to keep using the word, but focusing on that, on that uh, employee and, and team member experience mm-hmm. as well and making them feel like they're a, they're a part of something. So, you know, I, I, I'm hoping we have, we have uh, best laid plans, right? It all looks good right now um, on paper, yeah. you know, and, and, and the hope is, is that we can um, see those plans through and, you know, retain um, some of the great people, if not all the great people that we have, because it's those um, relationships that you form from people from dynamic, diverse backgrounds and to see them come together to solve a, a problem or a common goal or objective is pretty fun to watch. And it, you create these very unique and long lasting relationships. And it's, it's fun to watch the team win together. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in, in that uh, environment. Well, I, I love the story, Keith, and I love what you're, you're building here. I mean, I think, you know, we've talked about a couple of key things. One is this aesthetic ecosystem that you're building with a broader portfolio for the business. And the second thing is culture. And I, I would have to tell you that culture for me during the last, during the pandemic was the one thing where we quadrupled the budget to build because it was, uh, you know, in a digital world, in a world where you're not going to see people sit face to face all the time, it it seemed like it was even more important than ever before. And uh, so I I really love the way you're, you're going with that right now. We've been speaking with Keith Adams. He's the president of Alma Lasers. We've been talking about a whole bunch of the things that uh, he's working on in terms of pushing Alma to the next level. Uh, It's been a really, really interesting conversation. Thank you so much for being on Uncaged today, Keith. If someone wanted to reach you, where where should they find you? Uh, Sure, Ben. Well, thanks for having me, first and foremost. It's been a pleasure. Um, You can reach us at our our website at... uh, www.almalasers, A-L-M-A-L-A-S-E-R-S.com. Um, and you can, there's a comment section in there. There's, you can email us directly from there. I'd be more than happy to hear from, from anyone that's, that's watching today. Or perhaps they'll see you, Keith, at a Cubs game. Maybe if we're all lucky, right? <laughs> so hopefully it's, early, hopefully it's in the early innings. <laughs> yes, yes, great. Uh, so we've been speaking to Keith Adams, president of Alma Lasers. Alma Lasers is a global innovator of laser, light-based, radio frequency, and ultrasound solutions for the aesthetic and surgical markets. Uh, great to have you on the show, and we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks a lot, Ant. Take care. Cheers.